Right, yesterday we learned a, um, a, a principle, and today we're going to, to explore it a little, a little bit further. And in today's Matmonim, the hidden treasure we find today is just a new, new important insights for business and for life that I figured out from, or that, that inspired me from these, from these halachot. The, um, what we learned yesterday was the importance of uh, the thoughts we have, the thoughts the Kohen has when he brings a korban. We talked about the psulei machshava, the three different uh, um, potentially corrupting thoughts for a korban. One of them was called shinui hashem, if you change the name, meaning either you change the name of the korban from what it is to some different korban, or you change the name of the owner of the korban from who it is to somebody different from the, from the owner. In your mind, that can corrupt the korban. With respect to korban Pesach, we have an, a, an additional dimension to that idea. And we say it every morning in the Korbanot, when we, in the very last paragraph of, of um, Ezez Vachim, so we, we say um, Ezez Vachim, after we've said the Birkat Torah, we've, we have to learn right away. So one of the things we learn is the chapter of Mishnah called Ezez Vachim. Um, and the reason that we, that we learn that particular Mishnah, that particular Perik, Ezu Mekoyman Shilzvachim, the reason that we learn that particular Perik is because there's no machloket in that Perik. There are no two different opinions. There's absolute agreement and clarity on every single Mishnah in that, in that section, which deals with the Korbanot of the Beit HaMikdash. And, and we start the day with that kind of clarity of knowledge. And, and, we, do and we do that with... Um, by saying Ezer Mekoman. At the very, in the very last paragraph, the very last mission of Ezer Mekoman, we talk about some unique qualities of the Korban Pesach, and one of them is a Pesach eno nechal ela leminuyav. The Korban Pesach can only be eaten by minuyim. Minuyim are people who were counted in from the beginning. Says Rashi in Zvachim Dafnun Vov on that particular Mishnah. Rashi says, What is Minuyav? Minuyav are the people who've bought into it, who have participated into the acquisition. They, they, they bought, they're investors in the, in, in the Korban. They are the Minuyim. So now we have, and, and they're at the time of the buying of it, and they're the people who eat it together. The, um, so, so we have two ideas. We have the Baalim and we have the Minuyim. What is the difference? Rashi says the Baalim and the Minuyim are, are the same idea. It's the people who are invested in the Korban, the people who own the Korban. The Rambam calls them Minuyim in Hilchus Pesach, in Hilchus Korban Pesach, and he calls them Baalim in Hilchus Korbanus. When he's dealing with the general laws of Korbanot, he talks about the owners. When he talks about Korban Pesach, he calls the invitees, those who are going to sit at the meal and eat the Korban Pesach. But according to Rashi, it's the same idea. The difference is when the, the thought can be damaging. For the owners, it's in all other Korbanot, it's at the time of, of putting the blood, pouring the blood onto the Mizbeach, which is the moment of Kapara, it's the moment of atonement. That's when the thought has to be exactly on the person for whom the Korban is being done. But in Korban Pesach, it's at the time of the Shechita, at the time of the slaughtering. You have to have in mind the Minuyim. 
Tosfot learns that they're two, they're two different mitzvahs, they're two different things. There's Baalim, they are the owners, and there are the participants, the ones who are going to eat. Because Korban Pesach is not just about bringing the Korban, it's about eating the Korban. Everybody has to participate in eating the Korban, not just in bringing the Korban. That's what's unique about Korban Pesach, as the mission says at the end of uh, Ezra Mekon. So, th- this difference is, is what I want to look at. Whether it's according to Rashi, that it's really the same idea, it's just that there's a different term for it in Korban Pesach than there is in, in, in the regular Korbanot, and the timing of the psul is a different timing. Or whether we learn like Tosfot that there are two different ideas. There's an owner and there's the minuyim. They certainly have different names. One is called Baalim and one is called Minuyim. So there's a different idea here. It could be the same person with two hats on. You can have in a, in a business, you, you, you can have two stakeholders. You can have a customer who, who consumes the goods that the, the business produces, and you can have a shareholder who invests in the business. But you can also have somebody who's both. He's a customer and he's a shareholder. He, he uses Apple products and he's got Apple shares. So sometimes he's got his, his shareholder hat on, sometimes he's got his customer hat on. The Minuyim are customers and the Bailim are shareholders. And, and the difference, the Rabdovid Rappaport, I'm bringing Rabdovid Rappaport not just because he mentioned something, but these are people that you need to know about. These are just part of our, of our DNA. They're part of who we are. Who, what, are what are Kedoshim? What are people who are holy? What do we mean when we talked yesterday about mindfulness and presence? What do we mean by mindfulness and presence? What level of mindful and presentness do we have in the Torah? So David Rappaport was a colleague of Rebbe Chonon Wasserman before the war. He, he was a Magid Shir in Branovich with Rebbe Chonon Wasserman. He was much younger than Rebbe Chonon Wasserman, but Rebbe Chonon invited him to give Shiurim in Branovich with him. Uh, when the war came along, the, they fled from Branovich and they went, as many yeshivas went at that time, into Vilna. And they operated the, the yeshiva together with many, many other yeshivas operated during the early war years in Vilna. Um, from Vilna, they... Uh, so so it, 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 then it was interesting. Then Rebchonen ran from Vilna to Kovna to escape the Russians. Um, and in Kovna, he was killed by the Germans during the war. That was Rebchonen. But it's important to know how Rebbe was uh, went, went to his death. Rebbe uh, when the Germans broke into his house, I saw the house into which they broke in, from which they took him. Um, when they broke into the house and, and, and took Rebbe to, to his death, Rebbe told the Nazis, uh, you hold on, I'm not ready yet. I'm going to do a mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. I need to be in my Shabbos clothes. So just wait a minute. I'll go and change, and then I'll come with you. And he went to his room, and he put on his Shabbos clothes, People who were there say even to the details of his pocket watch with a gold chain you know, into his vest, into his waistcoat, got himself ready to, with Shabbos clothes, and he said, right, now I'm ready to go. And when he got to the site, which I also saw, where they murdered uh, Rebbe Chonin and, his, and the whole community there in Kovna, at the Kovna fort, Rebbe Chonin said, uh, I'm not ready yet. Hold on, hold your guns. I've got to give a drosh, I've got to give a shir to teach people how to die, Al-Kiddush Hashem. And then he gave an incredible shear apparently on Hilchus Kiddush Hashem, helped the people go through with it, and then he said to the Nazis, I've now finished my work, you can start yours. And, and they shot him in the whole community. That's, that's the level of presence and the level of, of mindfulness. 
Reb David Rappaport didn't go to Kovna. He stayed in the, in the area of Vilna, and eventually the Soviets took him, the, the, the Russians took him to Siberia, where he had to work in a terrible work camp. Uh, and there he carried on writing, giving shiurim and writing, uh, writing his forim. Uh, and came Rosh Hashanah time, and he realized he was dying. He was a young man. He, was a, he, he, he wasn't an old man at all. He was still a young man. But he realized he just wasn't surviving the cold and the labor that, that there was over there. It was Rosh Hashanah. And on the second day of Rosh Hashanah, he called two men in and he said, I want you to be witnesses to my death so that my wife, who is in some other camp, we don't even know where she is, will not be in Aguna. I'm such presence of mind. I want you to witness my death so that my wife will not be in Aguna. And they stood there and watched as he died. And then there was, uh, the, that's what they, these are the kind of people we're talking about. And you probably haven't even heard of Rabdovid Rappaport. This is just one of, of, of people. And this is one generation ago, two generations ago. This is in the 1940s. This is, 90, this is 80 years ago. These are the people who we, get, who we get our Torah from. See where this comes and who these people are and what kind of level they're on. Anyway, he talks about the differences between Minuyim and, and Bailim. And that, for example, with Bailim, uh, it's enough just not, if, if you didn't have the, the owners in, t in mind, it's okay, it's fine, as long as you didn't have somebody else in mind. That's what you said yesterday, Alan, that you've got to change. You, you, you don't have, you, with Bailim, you don't have to change, the, you don't have to do it for Ruven when it's really Shushuman, just you don't, you, as long as you don't have somebody else in mind. With the Minuyim, you've got to do it for the invitees, actually for them. And the, um, because the, the, these are the people for who, who are going to eat it. So the minuyim, what's important is the shechita, because the slaughtering is what converts an animal into meat. And to eat an animal, it has to be meat, not an animal. So for the, the minuyim, the people who are going to participate, the customers, the consumers, the shechita is what's important. For the investors, people who invested in a korban, the zrika is what is important, because that's the time they get their return on their investment. They get kapora. They get atonement. So that's the important time. These are two different times. And what we see, the, the things that, as we learn through this, and we're just, we're just touching on it, as we learn through it, we see the importance of separating in your mind who's an investor and who's a customer. They're different. They have different expectations, and you do different things for them. Uh, and, and to know certain things you do for a customer that you don't do for an investor, certain things you do for an investment you don't do for a customer. It's got to be very clear in your mind. The other thing, though, that's important and interesting here is the, the bailim, the investors, are interested in the blood. The owners are interested in the meat. And one has to know in a business, a customer is interested in the product, is interested in the meat. Meat should be good quality, nicely packaged, a good price. He takes his meat, he gives you his money, and off he goes. End of, end of transaction. It's done. An investor, there's no end of transaction. An investor is interested in the nefesh, adam hu nefesh. An investor is interested in the soul of the business. Every little part of the business concerns the investor. The efficiencies of the business, the culture of the business, the reputation of the business, all interest the investor. It doesn't interest the customer. Unless understand, the bailim are interested in the nefesh, in the dam. The consumer is interested in the boss or is interested in the product that, that is produced. But we can take it one step further with our own lives. And we've got to ask ourselves, are we investors in ourselves or are we customers, consumers of ourselves? Are we in this world just to take from our lives? Or are we in this world as investors into our lives? When we sit in the morning and we sit in the Gemara Shir and we're learning Kodshim in, in the Sechta Psachim, 
We're investing. We're interested in the nefesh. We're interested in the soul. We're interested in the essence of our lives. We're interested in building our capacity to generate. That's what we are. We're, we're shareholders in ourselves and in our lives. If we're just here to, to enjoy and to, and to consume, then it's just product that we're interested in. It's something else altogether. So whether the minuyim are different people from the bailim, or whether they're different concepts, or they're just different terms used for the same concept, the fact is we give them different terms in order to understand the different ideas. A monoy is a consumer who's interested in the product. A bailim is an investor who's interested in the soul of the, of, of the business, of the being. Uh, a money you, is, a, is a transactional relationship. When it's done, it's done. You eat your meat, you eat your corn pesach, and you go. An investor, a bailim, wants, wants a kapora, he wants atonement, which elevates his life and purifies his life uh, and, and impacts the way that he lives from then onwards.